Long and winding roads lead me back to you. There's a man hiking in the mountains in the woods on narrow trails, hiking by himself, seeing the grand vistas and the views of hiking and the beauty of God's nature. And he slipped and fell off a ledge to a cliff a thousand feet below him, certain of his death, and thankfully there is a root hanging out from a tree, and a man grabbed hold of that as he was falling and hanging on for dear life. He realized it couldn't hang on for much longer, so the man began yelling for help. Help, help, help. And of course, he's out in the middle of the wilderness and no one was around to help him. And finally, the only thing the man could do was look up to heaven and said, God, I'm not a praying man, but if you're there, help me. And God heard his prayer and God said, don't worry. Let go, I got you. I will guide you all the way down those thousand feet to your safety. And the man looked up at God and said, you sure? Why don't I just put a ledge here with some stairs and let me walk up to the top? And God says, nope. Just let go and trust me. I got you. And my angels will bring you down all the way safely. The man wasn't certain about that. So he looked back up into the heavens and says, Is anyone else up, anyone else up there? Help. You ever felt like that? You're hanging on. Hanging on for dear life. And maybe what God says is somebody else there to help. Now on a more serious subject... To you, what causes the most suffering? Now, no offense, Ohio State fans. Um, we're suffering. Never mind, okay? The more serious note, what causes suffering to you? Anyone? What causes suffering? In previous sermon, sermons, someone said death. Somebody said loneliness. Somebody said fear. What causes suffering for us? So I scrounged around on the internet um, this past week and I found this list and it makes sense to me. What causes suffering for us? Well, losing a pet. Sometimes we don't like to admit it because sometimes we lose loved ones who are human beings, but many times pets can be part of the family and losing a pet can cause suffering. Getting cancer, serious illness, the loved one's the same issue. Ongoing, it's a long and winding road of chemotherapy. And will they be okay? What causes suffering? The process of dying. Watching a loved one die, that can cause suffering as well. Or being imprisoned. I wonder what it's like to have your freedom taken away from you for someone to confine you. Someone confine your body physically. You can't go where you want or do what you want to do. Not that I've experienced that, okay? being imprisoned, or guilt and loneliness. Guilt can be suffering. Loneliness can be suffering as well. I ride a lot with funeral home directors, and there's a young lady who did her education in Chicago, and she was telling us that she learned the practice to embalm because you heard me say this before in Chicago, there's dozens of people who die each week, and nobody claims them. They are John Doe's and Jane Doe, Think about that. Somebody dies and nobody knows who they are. Think about the loneliness, the suffering there of loneliness. No one cares for me. Being sexually assaulted, we hear this a lot, especially for children, and it haunts them their entire life. That overcoming a child's younger family member's death, suffering, that's very painful. We all expect, as the older we get, that we'll die before those younger generations. 
That person wasn't supposed to die. They had the rest of their life in front of them. And we suffer because of that. Can you relate at all? What causes suffering? Losing the love of your life. How many times a parishioner has come up to me and said, you know, Pastor, today would have been the 45th anniversary of my wife and I's um, wedding, but unfortunately she died. Or my wife died 25 years ago, or I lost my husband 15 years ago this date. Losing the love of your life can cause suffering. What else? Death. In previous services, people said death. Never being able to see someone. And finally, of course, it only makes sense being damned. That's an eternal suffering. Any of you relate? The long and winding roads of suffering to deal with this. Your own. What are you suffered with? What are your long and winding roads? Long and winding roads. Jesus too speaks of suffering. Jesus says this in John chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you that you may have peace in this world. In this world you have trouble, but I have overcome the world. Take heart. In this world you will have trials and tribulations, but take heart. I have overcome this. And I think you understand the thrust of Jesus' statement in spite of the trials and sufferings. You see, the world tells us and false teachers tell us that you and I don't have to go through suffering, that they can make life all right. If you and I would only follow their pre-planned planned messages of do these ten steps or think of life in these six ways, that you and I might not have to deal with suffering at all, that all go away. We are told that if we just do it the right way, think the right way, that you and I might not have to suffer. By the way, these are all best-selling books. Here's their titles. Every day can be a Friday. Yeah, right. You can have your best life right now. Really? I wonder how the disciples would have heard that as they were being persecuted. I wonder how heroes hear that as, what, yesterday we celebrated the 20th anniversary of what? 9-11? Hey, firemen, you can have your best life right now. It's a wonderful day. The Twin Towers are on fire. Or God wants me to be happy, nowhere found. This is what self-help books and false preachers tell us, that you and I do not have to deal with suffering at all. See, sometimes suffering comes from our own foolishness. Do you ever get a ticket? You know what that's like? You know what they say? The officer says, can I see your registration, your license, and your proof of insurance? You ever had that happen? Not me. I'm just kidding. At least not within the last year. Never mind. <laughs> suffering comes from our own foolishness. Maybe we talk back to those in authority. Um, maybe our mouth went a little too long. Maybe we said things we ought not have. Maybe we looked at things we should not have. Maybe we have been too lazy. Maybe we've been negligent. Many times suffering comes because of our own foolishness and we get caught in a trap and snare of sin. And sometimes we're the cause of our suffering. Or suffering comes from being faithful. You see, if we're going to be faithful to God and his word, we will suffer. Jesus says, count the cost. You want to follow me? Count the cost. The Son of Man has no place to lay his head. If you really want to follow me, it's not going to be easy. Count the cost. Jesus says you and I, believers, will bear the what? If anyone would come after me, let them deny themselves, pick up their cross, and follow me. 
You ever been in an Ikea, Ikea store? There's one in Indianapolis. Ikea stores are sort of cool. There's like 30 stations. You like walk through the whole store. There's a pre-described path and you walk out. I heard there was a store called the Cross Store. And you and I, we can take our crosses to the Cross Store. And when we get to the front door, we can drop it off at station one. And we walk through all the other stations and pick out our own cross. How's that sound? Trade in my cross and I want to pick out a better cross. The story was told about a person who went through that looking for a better cross. And somewhere along the stations, on maybe station 21, they found a better cross and they picked it up. They left the store, dropped off their original cross and took out a new cross. But guess what? The cross they chose was the cross they originally what? Brought with them. You see, God designs crosses for us not to punish us, that we might be drawn closer to him. Jesus said, if anyone come after me, deny yourself and pick up your cross. No servant is greater than his master. If I, the master, will suffer, so will you. Not that God's punishing us. We will bear the cross. And also, blessed are the what? Blessed are the persecuted. You ever been picked on, harassed for doing what's right? You're being persecuted. Has anyone made fun of you, has shunned you for doing what is right? Then you are being persecuted. Jesus said, blessed are the persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. See, for us believers, we will sometimes suffer. Not that we are necessarily delight in that. There is a joy to suffer like Jesus. You see, sermons on suffering really don't pack the crowds. There's not going to be, wow, pastor, go talk about suffering some more. That's things we don't want to hear about. Or how about this? This would be a very faithful saying. How about if we put on the marquee out there, where Christians come suffer with us. Yeah, that'll certainly draw in the crowds, but it's nonetheless a faithful and true statement. Come suffer with us, because at times we as believers will suffer. It is part of life. Take it a joy to suffer, to be like Jesus. Come suffer. Now here's a spoiler alert. You ever seen the movie 42? Yeah, I haven't taken time to see it. It's a sports movie. It's about the Dodgers, no, not the Los Angeles Dodgers, but their original city where? Brooklyn. So, the, called the movie 42, Blanche Rickey was a, uh, went to a, a Wesleyan college and he was a baseball player in the early 1900s. And the best catcher was an African-American who couldn't play due to his skin color. And that always ate at Blanche Rickey and then he became the owner of the Dodgers, and he wanted to write that wrong. He said his conscience, his not his conscience. And so Blanche Rickey arranged for the first African-American baseball player. Who is it? Say who? Jackie Robinson. And so Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in American Major League Baseball. There's a scene in a movie where he's playing in Philadelphia. By the way, do you know what Philadelphia means? A city of brotherly what? And there he is playing, and the manager from the opposing team and other fans use all sorts of vulgar and racist terms publicly with him and other really crass statements to him. Jackie got out, and he couldn't take it, so he grabbed his bat. He went to the dugout, and he went to the hallway, back to the locker rooms and back to the showers. And there, extremely frustrated, he wanted to take his bat out and to seek justice. And there Blanche Rickey followed him. And Blanche Rickey said, you can't. You cannot show this outside to the public. You can't. He says, you know why you can't? Because when I drive through the streets, when I drive through the country, there are little boys 
who have drawn 42 on their t-shirts and they bat like you. They pick up dirt from the ground, they rub their hands, and they hold the bat like you, and you can't do that. Your suffering is bringing a greater good. May I remember that. May we all remember that. You see, in the Greek, the word sympathize means to suffer with. When we sympathize with someone, we suffer with them. You see, there's a good that comes out about it. And of course, Jackie Robinson gracefully, lovingly, and tactfully dealt with the hatred toward him and has brought great blessings. And through his what? Suffering. So we come to Isaiah, and most of us, we see Isaiah as some sort of Old Testament guy. We see his pictures in our Sunday school lessons, dressed up in an odd robe, but yet Isaiah knows much about suffering. He's warning about Israel going into captivity. He knows much about suffering. And Isaiah, Isaiah, he writes these poems. He's sort of a, a prophetic poet. And he writes these poems, and there's four of them called Servant Songs. And all these servant songs are timeless. They relate to Isaiah 700 years before Christ. They relate all the way back to Adam and Eve. They relate to Christ's day, to our day, and they relate all the way to Judgment Day. And here he tells of this poetic poetry, this prophetic poetry that's timeless. And he names an unnamed servant, and he's really an oracle of hope, Isaiah. Now let's see if you can guess who he's talking about. This is Isaiah's second servant song. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Who's that speaking about? Who? That's Jesus. I offered my back to those who beat me. Jesus was whipped. My cheeks to those who pulled my beard. He was beaten. Wore a crown of thorns. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. He is spat upon. He knows about Jesus, the suffering servant for us, and Jesus loves for us. So Isaiah, Isaiah knows about the long and winding roads of suffering. In spite of that, he points us to Jesus who suffers with us and for us, us redeemed, forgiven, who have been given heaven. In suffering, you and I are called to be loyal to his word. Have you memorized any Bible verses you use when you suffer? I have. Have you? How about this? I can do all things through Christ who what? Many of you said that your favorite Bible verse is Romans chapter 8, verse 28. For in all things, God works together for the what? Works together for the good. Have you memorized Bible verses? And Jesus says, lo, I am with you always. There are soldiers who spent time in Vietnam and Korean and World War II captivity who made it through because they said they remembered Bible verses they memorized as a child. For 444 days, a number of Americans were held hostage in Iran, and a number of those people said the only thing that sustained me was that I memorized Bible verses. There are people whose plane crashed in a sea or they were lost at sea for hours and hours, and they sustained their life because they remembered what? Bible verses. Have you memorized one or two Bible verses? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. Have you? In suffering, look to those Bible verses. They're God's help for us. In suffering, we're called to be obedient. I've not been rebellious. I've not drawn back, even though it's easy to quit. Jackie was obedient. He stayed in the hallway. He came out gracefully. 
We're called to be obedient, yet when we suffer, in suffering, we will be given a legal hearing. I'll not be disgraced on all, I'll not be put that shame. Sure, that applies to Jesus, but that also applies to us. In my suffering, God will triumph over my enemies. He who is near me vindicates me. Who then will be charged against me? Are you being picked on and harassed for doing what's good? Is there someone all over your case because you're doing what's right? Is there someone who just won't leave you alone? It's frustrating, but God says there will be justice. Maybe in this time, maybe in the next life, there will be justice. God does vindicate us. Justice always wins. In our suffering, obey our Lord, listen to his word, and realize that God will ultimately work justice, what is true, good, and right. So for our long and winding roads, and I'm not sure what yours are, in our long and winding roads of our suffering is a sovereign Lord who helps me. God's help is a source of vocation and destiny of many. And friends in Christ, where eventually does our long and winding road lead to? Say it. Heaven. Our long and winding roads lead to heaven. They lead to eternal bliss with our Lord. How about this for a closing thought? I think you know it from the 23rd Psalm. Read it with me. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And all God's people say, Amen.